you'd like to welcome me back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for January 14th, 2018. And I'm going to switch gears a little bit here. In a way, we're going to talk more about, uh, I think we're going to look, be looking at 5G. Now, this is another lady that lives out in California, Virginia Farver, I believe. And we've played a lot of her clips as well. And I even think she talks about uh, Deborah Tavares. I'm not sure if she does in this clip, but she definitely talks about her. And they would be one that I would really like to see. I don't know, kind of get yoked up together because they're really on top of this particular subject. And um, let's go ahead and roll this. A lot of people who've been unenslaved. I remember when I really became fully unenslaved, it took the near theft of my home without compensation to do it. But I remember thinking, oh, gosh, just about everything that we're being told is a lie. That's right. That's why we exist. And this is why the, well, should I call them the independent media that I'm a part of? This is why we're growing at a much faster rate than the mainstream media. And this is why uh, the forces that be, the un well, I know we're sure not. <laughs> I'm sorry, but my newsletter has been in steady decline for like two years now. And our donations have been massively down. And I think that some of it is that I'm being targeted. I had somebody today tell me they tried to donate to me on the donate link and it's not working or I was blocked or something. And I never, I never had a time in this ministry where things like were in decline. And it makes no sense because like the news now is more crucial than ever. And I am very grateful to people that have donated to us. And I mean, across the years, across the spectrum and the people that pray for us, but I think a lot of it, I mean, like all these YouTube videos being censored and, and people getting their revenues pulled. Now, I don't even make any monetary gain off YouTube. I don't, I don't do that at all. Um, and I've been affected. So I'm not really sure what he's talking about there. I think there is, there is an awakening, but I also think that there's a mass um, blocking of things by, like with algorithms algorithms and things like that with google and things of those natures and on the internet of this type of information so yeah we appreciate your your prayers and in 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 your donations and things of this nature you know to kind of keep us in the game uh because things are getting easier at least on on our end and, and i think a lot of alternative uh shows I, I would i mean he was complaining for a long time about things were down so anyway i just thought thought i'd throw that in run regulated monopolies of Facebook and Google and so forth, why they have to try so hard to suppress us and drive traffic away from us. It's absolutely incredible when you consider the fact that Google used to constitute 20% of my web traffic and now they're 0.5%. Absolutely amazing. And people want to hear the truth. And I'm not saying we're perfect, we get it right, or we, we always report the most important things. But we don't have an agenda other than just saying, hey, here it is, and the agenda we have might be the preservation of the foundational principles this country was founded on, and that's about the only agenda that we're going to have here on this show and all the other shows like the Hagman's and Ted Show. Anyway, I want to reach out and say very quickly thank you to Red State Talk Radio for picking us up. We're also proudly broadcasting on Global Star Radio Network, our home network, which just booms our signal all around the world. I hear from people in Europe and Australia. It's fantastic. It really is. Hey, we're brought to you this hour by... Everybody, this is Dave Hodges of the Common Sense Show, and we're the show that's freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. On the Newsmaker line with me, we have 
Virginia Farver from Fort Collins. She's been a guest on the show many times. And we're going to be talking about the latest in what some people are putting into the airwaves that are doing us harm. Hi, Virginia. Welcome to the show. I'm glad you could join us. Hi, Dave. Thanks for having me. Well, let's get right down to business, Virginia. They're still at it, and things aren't getting better. They're getting worse. (laughs) They're getting much worse. And I'm putting out the red alert to everybody, basically, because it's the hammer's coming down, and Dave, I don't think we're going to survive this. I really don't. You mean survive? You mean in terms of this being lethal? Yes. Again, mega doom and gloom, Virginia Farver, and you combine that with Deborah Tavares, and you're going to really get, and neither of them are coming at this from a, a Christian save perspective whatsoever. And I mean, listen, if the devil was in pure control and God didn't exist, I would tend to agree with them, but that's not the case. So just bear that in mind. Um, every, uh, about two weeks ago in the city of Fort Collins, they uh, just passed. Now, this is coming down from the federal level, so their um, hands are kind of tied, but we are now getting 5G, and this will be deployed every two to ten homes. They're called DOS, D-A-S, um, small cell antennas, and, and like I said, every two to ten homes. They'll be in our light poles. They'll be. They'll, they'll put them everywhere that they can possibly find a place, and they're just. Gonna, they're going to be little tiny antennas. And what these do is they they release millimeter waves, and this will affect the sweat glands of the body. So when you sweat, of course. So they haven't been killing us enough waves with all the stuff that we talked about so far. Now they've got to unleash these these micro uh, or these 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 um five G hotspots or whatever that they're going to be. Which is going to be a whole other level of just absolute insanity. You have electrolytes and salt, and uh, so it affects that. So I urge people, if they put these in, to make sure you um, purchase uh, underarm deodorant that doesn't have uh, aluminum in it. So, I mean, this is getting critical now. And with the smart meters and the smart grid and with this, I, I just don't see a lot of people surviving it. I just I have a hard time wrapping my mind around this, Virginia. This stuff could really be deadly. I mean, you're talking about the interaction of electromagnetic frequency rays with your deodorant, and this could be fatal. Well, yeah, because it it, it uh, everything gets attracted to it, so you know it, it it absorbs your body absorbs it, and then like I said, you end up with all these different uh, symptoms that you need to be very aware of. And uh, like I said, Dave, over time, I, I try to explain this as simply as possible. When you get an X-ray, this is, this is ionizing radiation. This damages your cells and your DNA, and it does so instantly. And non-ionizing, this is anything wireless. This includes the cell towers and the Wi-Fi and everything else. Um, it is cumulative. So the more that you receive, the more damaging it becomes. And and I want parents to understand, too, um, depression is one of the first symptoms. And, of course, you know, the kids are all getting on antidepressants and stuff. So, you know, we need, we just need to really get the message out to people to, to try and get this stuff stopped. How do we stop it? Well, there's a lot of good people. I urge people don't give money to the American Cancer Society <laughs> These people, you know, at the end of the year, they're coming out and they're asking for donations. And I'll tell you, they 
you know, I a lot of us have found out they take large sums of money from the telecom industry, and they have lavish golfing, um, you know, parties and all kinds of things. And so make sure if you're going to give money, give money to some of these organizations that are fighting this stuff. Well, we've talked in the past about the 5G network. Are you still concerned about that? Yes, because that's, it's called the Internet of Things. And um, I believe I read where um, by 2020 there was going to be over 500 billion devices, and by 2025 they were expecting like 1.225 billion uh, devices. Um, oh, excuse me, I, I want to change that to, the, to trillion, 1.25 trillion devices by 2025 that will be connected to all this stuff. So um, we're just, there's there's literally no escape now. What can people do to minimize the risk? Well, I ask, I ask people to please, if you don't have to have a cell phone, please don't get one. Don't get one for your child. And, you know, try and get rid of the Wi-Fi. And I, I have a lot of people say, I can't do that. Well, if you have to have Wi-Fi, Turn it on it, when you need it, and then shut it directly off. Same thing with your printers. I know. Now that's the thing. Is there's some Wi-Fi that you can't do that with, that you have to like literally unplug it or whatever. Um, go to your cable company or whatever, and and ask for one that you can turn on and off. Okay, that's what I did, and this is the one that that I got. So I only I don't use it that much. You know, and um, if I've got Ethernet cables strewn about, meaning hardwired, and that's how I primarily try to always connect because then you're not getting that that Wi-Fi radiation. I only have it if I'm going to be like in other parts of the house, or I'm back and forth or whatever, and and I would need it there. So she's going to talk about the printers. There's a lot of wireless uh, printers now, evidently. I got an old school one. I'm I'm trying to save. I'm trying to hold on to as much old technology as I can. I mean, I got like a printer, fax machine that like my dad had. I mean, this thing is. I mean, it's just barely hanging on. But I mean, as long as I can keep using that thing, I'm gonna keep using it. You know, as long as I can keep using this old beater printer. In fact, my old beater printer, um, which does a great job, but. It, it it's not and it doesn't have all the modern wi-fi and it doesn't have all the modern stuff you know which is what i want i'm trying to go as old school as i can it basically just about shut down to the point where i couldn't use it and i found another one on ebay that was basically brand new and i ordered that one you know and so i'm back in business again or whatever with this old printer plus i had all the cartridges oriented toward that so um, that's kind of how I try to live my life. A lot of these um, printers and computer devices now um, are all wireless. So, you know, if you have to use your printer, plug it in, print out what you need, and then unplug it. So we just... Now, that's if you have a wireless printer, okay, that's, that's, that's putting out, like, there's no cable connecting, like, your computer to your printer. Like, mine, when I want to use it, I connect the cable uh because I have a laptop that I'll take into my bedroom and bring back in here, so I don't always have it connected. But, uh, again, that's what you would do if you had a wireless printer. 
need to protect ourselves, and this is going to be our only chance. And, and you would keep it off also when it wasn't in use. My gosh, it's uh, just a terrible, terrible situation. Um, I was reading recently uh, something that you sent to me regarding what's happening in New Mexico. Can you talk about that? Uh, yes, this was just this is on the 11th, and it was going to be implemented on the 12th. Uh, Mayor Javier Gonzalez, and this is from Santa Fe, New Mexico, uh, he declared bad cell phone reception state of emergency, and so that was that was on the 11th, and so Verizon decided that they will be putting up cell towers and antennas anywhere on city property without application and without land use at land use review, and and they cannot do that. See. And uh, so anyway, this, this um, uh, state of emergency is for a six-month uh, under, under the city's riot control ordinance. Now, I, I, that's the other thing that has me a little concerned. I'm wondering what they're expecting, you know, um, with this riot control ordinance. But the, the riot control ordinance is to set a curfew basically to prohibit firearms in public places and prohibit the sale of alcohol and um, you know, this is all this is this, this curfew and this this ordinance can do. It is not to overstep its bounds, and they have overstepped their bounds with this. So it says Santa Fe City Code will not exempt, um, uh, does not allow exempt temporary wireless facilities from zoning review. So this is this is where we're at. Um, basically, I got a information last week that Verizon, T-Mobile, all of them, they're completely ignoring the FCC now. And, of course, the FCC isn't running correctly, and, um, you know, all of their all their data is from 1996 about the health effects and everything else. It's way outdated. So we're in a lot of trouble, Dave. Gosh. It's, why do you think the mayor, if we can just kind of play a guessing game here, why would the mayor of Santa Fe engage in this kind of behavior? I think, Dave, um, if, it, if it's any inclination of what I've been up uh, against, the, these people in these cities and county departments, they, you know, they're, they're used to the public not paying attention, so they just feel like they can get away with anything, and, and as long as they can, they will. And this, this is a lo- I think there's a lot of money behind all this and there's a lot of promotion and a lot of power behind it as well is the danger pervasive i mean is it kind of an anywhere everywhere type of thing well yeah yes and uh they're putting up i i can just tell you from experience here i get calls all the time last spring i must have had four or five people there these um uh wireless uh, carriers were trying to get hold of all the uh, churches here in Fort Collins and wanted to put up uh, antennas in the steeples. And then uh, just recently, I'm getting called. So they're trying to use this, the steeples of churches to broadcast their, to, to use as places where they can hide their antennas for their satanic, nefarious purposes. How, how, how appropriate, you know? From people all over town, they're putting up cell towers literally everywhere, Dave. And, and oddly enough, they are uh, here in Fort Collins, like I said, along the Front Range. You know, of course, we have pine trees. They're all in, in uh, disguised as a pine tree, and they, 
they stick out like a sore thumb. And I actually drove to Denver last week, and they've got them dotted along the highway now, too. So they're putting these things up everywhere. Okay, but here's the $64 million question. Someone's making these decisions to put this uh, health-threatening type of Wi-Fi and uh, electromagnetic waves through our system. Don't these people and their children have to live in the same environment? I've asked my uh, I've asked myself that same question, Dave. Um, I actually have a microwave expert, uh, one of the top ten physicists in in the world, that actually calls me every once in a while, and he said that these people behind this literally have no soul. They don't even like their own children, so they don't care. Plus, plus when you think about it, um, I, I've I've had a lot of people looking for a safe place to relocate. And earth-sheltered homes are actually a good um, option. And if you think about it, so why do they have all these underground cities? It's because they're under the earth so that they can protect themselves. So th- that's what's behind it, Dave. And, it, and, it's, and it's to um, get rid of people. That's basically what it is. Okay, so we have that. Now, she talked about earth-sheltered homes where I, I think a large percentage of the house is actually under uh, the ground or has soil, and, and again, what this is going to do, and it would, I, I think it also depends how much soil you have around the home, is you're going to get a vast reduction in the EMFs. Now, granted, if you have a smart meter on the outside of your shelter home, it's going to go right, obviously, uh, into it. If it has a direct line of sight, especially, but uh, being underground is about the only way I could. Like if somebody said, well, how do you just get away from all this? I mean, no, like no shielding, no nothing. The only way I know of to do it is is like a cave or underground. And I'm talking about like even an earth sheltered home. If the if the face of the house is exposed, you could still have a lot of the EMFs coming in unless that was all shielded. And I hate to say it, but I mean, if if somebody had to, if I had to answer that question, that's about the only thing I could tell you. Is, is you have to shield yourself literally from this stuff. And, and this is a big reason why um, she's saying that, you know, you might have a lot of these underground bases and stuff. They're not going to be, uh, they're not going to be getting bombarded with all this stuff. And obviously the, the privacy and the fact that, you know, you couldn't get to them and these types of things. There's a lot of factors for that. But um, so we have that report. Now let's go to the next one here. This is the most important interview I have ever done. The most important, by far, that I've ever done in, I guess, being a, a truth warrior and member of the Conspiratorium Clarity. Dane Wigington is my hero. And I want to thank you for all the work you've done. Your site, geoengineeringwatch.org. It's about chemtrails, which we will not call chemtrails, but Dane, did you know sometimes you got to use code words and shortcuts so people will know what we're talking about. First, welcome and thank you. The honor's mine, Lionel. Thank you for all the work you've done for the greater good. Now, we're going to, I don't want to reiterate. I don't agree with everything Dane Wigginton says. He's new agey and he's firmly believes that we're in a global warming phase and it's kind of the same global warming rhetoric that's been debunked a lot of the times when he says this. Uh, but 
I believe that the information he's going to cover here is, for the most part, very, very true. And if I think he's getting off into left field, I will step in. Um, but I'm going to play some of this interview as well because he has, I mean, he brings up some really good points. From the beginning, but I'm going to get down to, to brass tacks and we're going to have all the links where people can go and learn more of this. But I have been through the following conversation with people. I've said, now listen, I don't want you to read anything about history. There's a lot of stuff in the world going on, a lot of issues where you have to know a lot about things. History of this, history of that. But I want you just to look up. Look up in the sky now. And you see what appears to be a high-altitude plane, jet, obviously a jet, and what appears to be a string, a, a, a spray, a cloud, a mist, a contrail, people call it. We've seen those before. And they seem to hang around for a long time. And people say, oh, those are chemtrails. And other people will say, no, that's just water vapor. It's a differential of heat, the exhaust, the high altitude, the cold. Like when you walk outside and you see your breath as a mist, a little fog. And I respond, Dane, I've been through this. This spreads out. The sky is hazy. It's gauzy. You can see this cross-hatched. Uh, this is not condensation. This is not water vapor. Water vapor, when you go outside, does not spread out. So the first question is, what is it that we are seeing? What is it? What are they spraying? Are they spraying? What the hell is it? It's a particulate dispersion. It's not condensation, and that's why it remains in the air. And I would question your listeners or ask them to consider on the coldest of days when their breath condenses, as you stated, would they walk a mile down the street and see a cloud hanging behind them? The answer is no, because that's not a particulate. So you need a particulate in order to get that sort of effect that you just described so accurately. And this is the express goal, Lionel, of solar radiation management. And if your listeners stick to the science terms, they'll find hard science, geoengineering, climate engineering, solar radiation management, stratospheric aerosol okay. injection. Wait, yeah. Stop for a second, stop for a second. Yeah. This is the lawyer in me. We're talking to the jury now. I want you to explain this now. You say particulate. That right. means particles, things. Correct. One would be merely fog. That is just air of a different temperature hitting other air of another temperature. That's just fog, mist, condensation, whatever it is. Particulate means something that is added. Aluminum, barium, whatever. Particles. Nanoparticles, nanoparticles, whatever it is. But particles. Correct. What are they? What we see, what we test for is what we see on the primary climate engineering patents, aluminum, barium, strontium, manganese, lead. We're finding all of these particles in very copious quantities descending down through our air column. In the case of California, where I live, and we did a lot of testing here, about 70 lab tests in Northern California alone, the amount of aluminum and barium, for example, coming through our air column is absolutely astoundingly high. We know it's not coming from China, as many people would like to assume, because we have CARB air studies measuring the particulates from China. That's the California Air Resources Board. So these particles match the patents, Lionel, and that's exactly what's coming down through the air column. Now, we'll go through this. One, one interesting background story, Dane. You, the way you started, you did not go into this thing. You were the reluctant warrior. You did not find yourself. You didn't grow up saying, you know what I'm going to do? 
I'm going to be a geoengineering crusader. I'm going to be the, the Joan of Arc of, of you found out inadvertently, very importantly, how did you back into this and how did you discover that, hey, this, we're not getting enough sun. How did this happen originally? You're correct. This is a battle I never wanted. I'm not a political activist of any kind. And I, I moved to the Pacific Northwest trying to find clean air. I grew up in the smoggy Southern California. I have a very large solar system. I live off-grid completely. My home is on the cover of the world's largest renewable energy magazine. And when I began to lose very significant amounts of my solar power uptake, I, I mean 60, 70, 80 percent on some days from whatever these aircraft were leaving behind, clearly that was not condensation. I was astounded at the mountain of data on geoengineering. So he was getting 60, 70, 80 percent less solar absorbing into his solar panels on given days when the chemtrail planes were spraying that's how big of a difference they can make it's not just oh it's like a 10 percent reduction no it can be massive during climate engineering began to test my precipitation to see if the elements named in those patents were showing up in the precipitation and they were continued to test the uh, the amount of those elements continued to skyrocket, absolutely skyrocket. And after a year plus of, of diligent, solid, continuous investigation with the rest of my life on hold, I was faced with the fact that this was indeed going on above my head, and I simply couldn't look the other way. No, no. So, so you went outside. You, you've got your off the grid. You have these, these solar radiation collection panels. You're not getting enough energy. You're saying, why am I getting, why is the sun, there's the sun. I see it. Has it moved? As far as I'm concerned, why am I getting less sunlight, less radiation? What's happening? You can quantify it. You can see it. It's, it I mean, that's a great, if, if that's not a hello moment, that ding, 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 eureka. When did you realize that, that this was being, uh, that, that this uh, was happening because of this particular matter, which was acting, what, as a barrier? Between the sun, I'm being very basic here, between the sun and the earth, providing a, a particular barrier, thus minimizing solar rays? Is that how it works? It is. These are light-refracting particulates, and that's the express goal, again, to increase the albedo, the reflectivity of the planet in an attempt to slow down a runaway greenhouse effect. The climate engineers, unfortunately, have not considered the downstream effects of that, but their specific intent with solar radiation management, yes. Is no, that's, that's a lie. That's a total lie to slow down the greenhouse effect. It was actually to amplify it. It's actually to trap heat in these types of things. And he believes some of the propaganda that's put out literally in the textbooks that are even with what the school children are taught now in common core elementary schools and some of what they like this benevolent agenda we're doing this to, to save the planet it's a lie it's a total lie to block or deflect some of the sun's incoming thermal radiation has a huge negative effect on solar power uptake in fact okay. i know it affects sun wind and rain so all three primary forms of renewable energy and i have all three i have wind turbines hydropower and solar and geoengineering radically negatively affects all three. And this is the, this is the irony, and this is what drives me crazy, uh, and admittedly it's not a very long ride. My friends who talk about climate change, I said, great. I said, if for no other reason this is an expressed climate change function, it's, it, it's there to, to 
systematically and drastically affect climate change, does that not mean anything to you? Now, going back to what you said, when this particulate matter is, is dispersed, does it just fall to the ground? Does it stay there? Must it be renewed? If they stopped today and never sprayed again, would we get back to normal or has the damage been done? We're past the point of no return for many reasons. Many forms of anthropogenic activity have affected the biosphere and the energy balance of the planet. The intentional operations of interfering with those systems has caused much more damage still. The descent times of these particulates, the climate engineers that are trying to sell us climate engineering as a mitigation for the warming planet would have us believe that these particulates remain in the atmosphere for years. That's an absolute lie. I had extensive dialogue with a polymer chemist and his estimates of descent times were as low as 12 to 24 hours. This, this so that means the chemtrails are getting to the ground, or you, in 12 to 24 hours. This material is raining down on us. We have the lab test to prove it, and we're simply not being told the truth by academia and Lino. So it has to be replenished constantly. Constantly. Okay. Constantly. Now, if who are they? Who are these people doing this? And this, I would imagine, is all over the world, correct? Or is it just a U.S. thing? All over the world, we have Senate documents, some almost 800 pages, historical documents, stating that global governments would collude and cooperate on this issue in spite of otherwise adversarial relationships. So governments all over the globe are at this. As far as the they, who are they, ultimately... Those roads lead back to those who print the money, the central bankers who control militaries, who control countries. So that's where those roads lead. So we know it's pure evil, okay? And all of these countries, virtually all the major com countries of the planet, are colluding and cooperating together on this particular issue and totally keeping the uh, broad masses or whatever their populations are in the dark. They would say to you, listen, Wigington, don't you understand? We're trying to do something good here for the first time. We're not trying to kill people. We're trying to, whether it's right or wrong, but it's a noble effort to, to limit the greenhouse effect. Maybe it's wrong, but could it not be argued that for the first time ever? Yeah, the barium and the aluminum falling to the ground, getting in humans' bodies, getting in the bodies of the animals, getting in the bodies uh, or, or the, the plants and these types of things um, affecting the soil pH, uh, hyper-aluminizing all of the crops. Where uh, And I had said this before on the uh, country, there's so many agendas afoot. A lot of it's just to kill off the, um, the trees, to kill off all vegetation, to basically just what Satan wants to create is just a barren landscape of death. It's a big reason why this program is so near and dear to his heart is is it's just trying to kill us all essentially um roundup has even the monsanto through uh roundup and they have these roundup ready seeds a lot of uh, some of the seeds that they've come out with are um they will grow in this hyper aluminized soil more readily than they would in regular soil these GMO franken seeds that the farmers plant that only have one life cycle, and then you got to go back to Monsanto and buy more seeds, so you're dependent upon this wicked, evil, sick, twisted company for your livelihood to put out franken food, is dependent upon hyperaluminized soil. 
I mean, this is how sick and how broad this program actually is. Uh, asset stripping, globalist, deep state, consp- you know, bankster types are doing something that at least in, in spirit is beneficial or is there a real reason behind it? Something even more nefarious. The activities going on in our skies have many, many agendas, including over-the-horizon radar, different forms of communication, DARPA weapons. But let's look at weather warfare, of which there is a long historical verification of. So let's look at all the Middle Eastern countries that were destabilized and toppled, as we were told they would be by General Wesley Clark right after 9-11. And every single one of those countries, every single one, underwent a 1 in 1,000 year drought to destabilize them before that happened. And we have the leaders of some of those countries in the case of Iran, on the floor of the UN, stating publicly, emphatically, that their country's reign was being cut off by NATO weather modification programs. So we have the weather warfare aspect. Two, any notion that this is benevolent needs to be thrown out the window. Let's compare this to the pharmaceutical approach for the human body. And how many commercials, Lionel, do we see with the brand new pharmaceutical with a list of consequences that's exponentially longer than what it claims to mitigate? And then the next commercial after that will be an attorney telling you what you can do if you right. take last week's pharmaceutical. <laughs> right, yeah. right. So well, let's compare it to that. Well, we kind of plead guilty to that one. My favorite is when you wait for the, one of my, my favorite inadvertent, a couple of them, remember Olestra years ago. This was the artificial fat. And one of the side effects was loose, greasy stools. This was an actual one. You know what? Forget that. I'll take the potato chips. What's a, gre- a loose? Because you can't digest it because it's a fake fat. So your body is incapable of digesting it, so it will cause loose, greasy stools, basically. Loose, uh, loose, loose, greasy stool. They actually said that there are medications that are being used to help um, senescence and senectitude in people who have Alzheimer's, who the, the, the side effects are, and I just find this funny, nymphomania, uh, compulsive gambling. I mean, when you have side effects like that, nymphomania, compulsive gambling... Don't you just understand that when there is a gigantic demonic component with that pharmacia, which is the root word for sorcery, and that's one of the main things that is going to be an earmark of the end times and revelation by the, by the sorcery of the false prophet and the antichrist, that they're going to deceive people, and by the signs and lying wonders and miracles, but sorcery and pharmacia is going to be a gigantic component of the end times the bible clearly states that so again it doesn't bode well for you if you're moving into that time and you're on all of these meds because what happens when you can't get the meds anymore and how many of the meds you're taking has an overt demonic component that is literally separating you from god to a certain extent or is at least at bare minimum some kind of barrier and so you should be researching ways that you can actually, you know, get off these things. You know, you, you never, there, there's nobody in the history of mankind that ever had a deficiency of a drug. You know, I have, you know, um, Lipitor deficiency. That's why my cholesterol is too high or whatever. There's just, I mean, or, or you get chronic headaches because you have an aspirin deficiency or a Tylenol deficiency. That's not the reason. There's underlying causes, okay? And that's what you need to, to find out and to try to get yourself liberated from the pharmacia so that you can, um, you know, get out from underneath that because it's only going to increase. 
and your doctor knows your your typical md knows about as much about health and taking care of the body as a auto mechanic does okay in fact you'd be better off going to the auto mechanic asking health advice than you would an md because he's so medically brainwashed the vast majority of the time now there's some that are that are uh, coming around and, and and but you know that medically brainwashed brain it, it's just it's hard to get away from for most mds <laughs> you know and we have been so they so conditioned and habituated we say well that's that's what happens when you now when i bring this up and i've asked and i have been on and i cannot tell you how many times up. To, to the and, and people hate me for this. But when I was doing a, a talk radio, big, big, big uh, uh, terrestrial talk radio, WABC, I was there in the afternoon. I said, you know, why won't any of these news people or weather people ever say, hey, we got a question from you? Because, you know, they're, they're basically trying to pad and stretch. Oh, look, here's somebody's driveway covered in snow. Oh, here's, you know, there's a proverbial ruler in a berm of snow. Here's one. What are they spraying? What is that? How is it that something that is so obvious, so that, that in a world, and I'm not going to argue global warming or climate change, I'm not going to do that, but in a country that, and, and society with the left and the right fighting over this, why hasn't somebody said, wait a minute, what's that? How do you explain that? And if I bring it up, I'm a conspiracy theorist. I'm they're actually saying that I'm I'm activating and repeating some crazy cockeyed idea about something that I can see right there. I just ask you 12 questions. There's two important ones if I could answer. First let's start with your final question. The reason we don't hear anything from the National Weather Service and NOAA and other government scientists is because there's an illegal federal gag order on the weathermen in the United States. Not only do they have no First Amendment protection to begin with, now there's an illegal federal gag order. People can look that up and see the actual gag order at geodreamwatch.org. So all the all the weathermen on TV, local, national, you name it, there's a gag order on them to shut their mouth about the chemtrail spraying. Don't, don't mention it, don't say it, just say it's natural cloud formations. I, we had the local radio here, conservative talk radio, it was probably a good year ago, and they said something that I couldn't believe. It was something like, oh, tomorrow's forecast, there's going to be um, something about, I can't remember the way they worded it, but basically what they were saying is in the forecast, they were telling us they were going to be chemtrailing. And I called them up, and I, it was after, after hours by the time I got to them, and I left a message on their machine saying, unbelievable that you guys have actually gotten to the point where you have the audacity to actually announce ahead of time that they're going to be spraying the populace like cockroaches tomorrow thanks for giving us that that heads heads up and i'm going to call you out every time they never said it again i've never heard them say it one time since then and again what is this when that stuff said what is it it's beta testing this thing that happened in hawaii um, about this inbound ballistic missile threat. I think that at least part of that was a beta test to gauge real-time citizen panic. Because you had people that evidently in, in um, Hawaii that were putting their little kids in storm drains. I saw all these reports where it was absolute pandemonium and panic 
about that. And then they said, oh, we somebody pushed the wrong button. No, 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 no. I don't believe that for a second. Now, I did see other reports saying that it was actually real and that the supposed nefarious parts of the deep state, dark side, were trying to get World War III started and they were going to blame it on Kim Jong-il. I don't know. I mean, maybe it, what, maybe it was a missile that was taken down or maybe it was a beta test. I tend to kind of more think it was a beta test because they want to keep us in this fear and panic and keep our... our, our uh, you know, keep us in that type of state all the time. I, but whether we'll ever actually get the truth, I don't know or not. It was probably one or the other. But let's go back to this report here. Now, if we look at the consequences, I want to name some of those consequences so people understand how severe this is. Destroying the ozone layer, completely disrupting the hydrological cycle, disrupting the jet stream, contaminating virtually the entire surface of the planet with bioavailable toxic heavy metals. It's not only that we're inhaling those metals, but every life form is exposed to bioavailable and bioaccumulative metals. This is the single greatest assault in the web of life that the human race has ever launched, the greatest threat we face short of nuclear cataclysm. And for those in the And again, this is why it's so important for the detoxification. Like I've I've emphasized so many times because um, we are being bombarded now more than we ever have at any other time. I mean, food, water, air, you name it. We're just getting bombarded. Outgassing of chemicals from, you know, the furniture, the mattresses, the, the upholstery in your car. I mean, it, it just never ends. Warming community, Lionel, I would say this. You can't have a legitimate discussion about the climate without first and foremost including climate engineering. And the reason so many of the environmental organizations and our attorneys we have attorneys in the U.S. and Canada, and they have communicated with many of the large environmental groups, Greenpeace, Sierra Club, WWF, and the rest. They will not address this issue because their 501c3 nonprofits depend on them not addressing this issue. So that's why we don't hear anything from these groups. They're protecting their 501 nonprofits. And it's exactly why the churches stay silent, because they're protecting their little precious 501c3 corporate status that the good old IRS slash government gave them as a right to exist because that's how we should always set up churches through the government so that they grant us our right to exist anything that has two heads is a monster from what i was told but no 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 churches should be set up through the government and you should get your right to exist from the irs and your corporate charter and setting up the pastors, the CEO of that corporation, and the and the deacons of the, as the board of directors, and that is how it's designated on the IRS paperwork. That's not biblical. That's not biblical at all. I mean, there were number one, there was no denominations in, in the early church Bible. That and it was just division. I mean, the Bible warned against that. Paul warned against that, saying one says I am of Apollos, and one says I am of Paul, and one says I am of whoever else, another apostle. You know, is the kingdom of God divided? So denominations aren't even, and, and again, we have thousands and thousands of, of pseudo-Christian denominations. That's not a thing. Uh, the vast majority of them are some kind of 501c3 status through the government where you get your right to exist. I mean, none of this is biblical. It's all totally unbiblical. So it's no wonder the churches are so deceived and, and deluded. I mean, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Well, if that's how you set up your church under a governmental charter, which has no biblical basis, well, don't you think that's going to affect your church in a spiritually negative way? This is why I've, I've been out of the church for so long. Since, I guess, I don't know, oh five. I mean, I tried, man. I really did try. It was a good, you know, 10 plus years at least. 
of of trying to, but you know, was just I just saw problem after problem after problem. You tried to bring up real issues, and it didn't matter what denomination I was in, whether it was Pentecostal, whether it was the most hardcore sect of independent fundamental non five hundred one c three. Uh, of course, that was non five hundred one c three, but still, even there was huge problems there. KJV only Baptist church. I mean, there was problems, there, huge mega problems there, mostly pride, but um, and pride blinds you, so you don't can't see stuff straight. I mean, it's just a sad state of affairs for the church in general. I'm not telling people, you know, if you're at a church and you feel like God led you there and it's five hundred one. I'm not saying don't not go there. If you feel like that's where God wants you, I'm not telling you not to do. It. Just bear in mind though, the foundation upon which that church actually stands and here's the thing this clergy response team stuff you know you've got a, a literal legion of pastors that are yoked up with the government yoked up with fema and homeland security and when that time comes when martial law is imposed they're going to turn to their congregation and not only are they spying on their congregation not only are they giving the names and phone numbers and all the personal information that church can garner on their congregations to the government ahead of time but they're going to be the ones that say come to the church Get your, vac get your vaccinations here, and they're going to have a train. They're going to take you off to a train waiting not too far away and take you off to the FEMA camps. I mean, that's, that's what the plans were. The paperwork is there. I've went over this on multiple different occasions. Uh, just can clergy response in the keyword search box. I mean, I don't know how many studies I've done on that. And that's another way that the, that, that the churches are going to be yoked up with the government. Now, I'm not saying every pastor's part of that. Obviously, they're not. But, um, you know, this is what we're, we're facing here, unfortunately. Okay, so this is the last report that we're going to get into, and it's entitled, Planned Genocide in the Making, The Final Solution for White Males. Uh, I've talked a lot about this, and uh, if this was, and I've talked a lot about black genocide in times past. Tuskegee, Airmen, how they gave them syphilis, didn't tell them turned into what they call tertiary syphilis, which basically liquefies your brain and makes you go crazy, uh, horrific way to die, all of the experiments that have been done on the blacks, a lot of it's been done on blacks and whites uh, in, in, in America. Uh, a lot of, there's been a lot of experimentation in other parts of the world, a lot of uh, experimentation from the likes of like Bill Gates uh, in Africa and these types of things. Uh, but this is also something else that's going on. And this starts out by saying George Soros, the godfather of the left, has stated, started into motion the seeds for radical genocide for white America. I mean, he's just, he's like the personification of Satan. He's somebody that, that we need to literally, you know, pray against that his wicked works do not prosper. Because when his wicked works prosper, when the wicked prosper, you know, the righteous basically lose hope. The, 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 you know, the Bible alludes to that. There's Bible verses in psalms and in proverbs that that allude to that when the wicked bear rule over the righteous you know it's always a very very bad thing but when god judges wickedness it's always a good thing just see psalm 64 if you don't believe that uh or key in my teaching on that in precatory prayers psalm 64 going further it says i personally believe that the majority of people from the non-white populations will not participate However, we should all be asking ourselves, how many angry people does it take to have a coup? To those people who think this is a whimsical allegation, look at the following in very verifiable events and ask yourself the question, does the potential exist for white genocide? Uh, 
From Hollywood to college campuses, the war on whites continues unabated. The rhetoric against white conservative males grows stronger by the day. And they're always portrayed as the biggest moronic idiots, typically, on TV, on movies, increasingly, not every time, but increasingly, and on, it's particularly in commercials as well. They're, they're just portrayed as little um, beta, wormy devils that don't have a brain in their head and that or they're just pure evil typically if i see anything on tv like they're going to highlight something like even shows like um where they'll talk about crimes and things of this nature they're not going to talk about they're going to although there's tons and tons of crimes committed by other races they typically tend to only key now in on the white crimes from what I'm seeing, from, from, the, from the newscasts I've seen, I'm not saying it's every time, but I'm saying increasingly. What does that do? Well, if you're, the only, if you're watching the TV and you're another race and you turn that on and you see that day in and day out over and over, you start thinking, you know what? White people really are evil and they really are the source of all evil. Look at all these evil, wicked things. And they're using these, these, these um, the small percentage of times that many times that occur, and they're just broadcasting that 24-7 everywhere. So that's the only narrative that you are seeing, putting in front of your eyes. You have to understand, any kind of local news, any kind of national news, is propaganda-driven. It is 100% propaganda. They're trying to get you into a mindset. So, going further here, um, let's see here. From Hollywood to college campuses, the Warren Whites continues unabated. The rhetoric against white conservative males grows stronger by the day. And if you're a white conservative Christian male, it's even worse. I mean, did you see that thing this week? That that couple just said that here. I mean, I'll, I'll just read you some of these. Um, this is in my next newsletter going out here. Uh, court rules Oregon Christian bakers who refuse to make lesbian couple a wedding cake will have to pay them $135,000 in damages. I wouldn't pay them a dime. Sorry, I'll go to jail. I'm not going to pay these lesbians 135 grand. Not happening. Whatever. You know. Um, just come and kill me. Wh whatever you want to do, I'm not paying them. Is basically my mindset. I'm not going to give my money to the wicked. Is I guess the point I'm trying to make there. Next one. California just mandated LGBT indoctrination of all children in public schools and parents have no choice but to opt out. Now I know that's not exactly this exactly what we're talking about but it's along the same agendas lgbt is exactly opposite of christianity okay and they're mandating all children in public schools and parents have no choice but to opt out we are gonna brainwash your children and you're gonna like it okay uh next one pro-life group says liberals violating rights by forcing it to endorse the pro-life group forcing it to endorse abortion for in order to get a summer grant and again this is why you don't get yoked up with the government because increasingly they're going to make you jump through more and more hoops the 501c3 churches have gag orders basically put on them where they're supposed to not talk about things of a political nature and other certain things and this is why they don't get the kind of warnings that i'm giving you okay because there's literally like a gag order on them uh next one what lgbt activists did to this christian teacher will infuriate you trying to encourage the hard work and improvement of a group of female students, which included one who had declared herself transgendered. This, I th believe it was a male Christian teacher. His name was Sutcliffe. 
told them, well done, girls. Okay, that's what he said. That's all he said. Well done, girls. Okay. He immediately apologized to the gender-confused student and said his blunder was unintentional. Oh, what they should have done right then is had the thought police come in, take the guy out, gut him in front of everybody, and then put gasoline, throw gasoline on, set him on fire. That's what I think the proper punishment. But they didn't quite go that far, at least not yet. What they did... Uh, it says, nevertheless, that slip of the tongue may cost him his job and cost his students a beloved teacher. The girl's mother issued a formal complaint against uh, these rabid devil, uh, particularly the lesbians are the ones that really seem to be the most just evilly plotting uh, ones. And I'm not saying that the, the, the gay guys or whatever, but it just seems like the lesbians have so much almost more vitriol and hatred in them. Um, the, 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 so this this transgendered girl's mother issued a formal uh, complaint against Sutcliffe for misgendering her would-be male daughter. So it's a guy pretending to be a girl, probably you know, um, uh, showering in the same showers that the girls are, and they have to just take that because you know Satan forbid that. Um, you know, this poor transgender gets offended in any way, shape, or form or gets triggered because he's so fragile. They have like the highest suicide rate of any demographic, you know. And that's not because Christians making fun of them. That's because they're so demon-possessed to the toenails, they can't see straight. Um, but no, 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 you can't, you can't do that in any way, shape, or form. And I mean, I just think it should be death penalty. I think that's what we need to just kind of go right into the death penalty. I don't, I'm not talking about fines, and I'm talking instant death penalty. And I'm talking about death penalty on the, on the word of just the transgender. In fact, all it's got to be is an accusation from the transgender, and the Christian should be just head chopped off right then. They should have guillotines in every single school, just kill them all, and, and just let, let Satan have his way. Now, obviously, I'm saying that tongue-in-cheek, but, you know, where does this end? Where does this end? I, I have to kind of go to the places where I know they would like to go. I guarantee you, if you if you had that transgendered mother here, she'd be deep down. She could say, oh, no, I wouldn't want. No, 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 no. Deep down, she's nodding her head. Oh, no, they're that demon possessed. They're that evil. I want their evil true colors to show because maybe it'll wake some people up is, I guess, the whole point here. All this... This uh, patty cake garbage that's being played, like going back to a why should this guy have to apologize to this devil that's sitting in his classroom, this demon possessed vessel of Satan that thinks he's a boy that thinks he's a girl, and I have to tiptoe around this devil? No, uh, uh not me. Um, and this wasn't her first complaint about Sutcliffe's Christianity either. Well, again. If he loses his job, that's the least of what that evil, evil, wicked Christian man did deserves. I mean, I think I think my listeners would agree with me on that, right? I mean, come on. What's this world coming to when a Christian doesn't get fired instantly from his job for accidentally calling a transgendered girls and then immediately apologizing? What's the world coming to? This must grieve Satan so much. Uh, anyway, 
sorry, I just, righteous indignation, you know, it can come out in other ways, it can come out in the form of sarcasm, you know, be angry and sin not, so let's go further here, uh, <clears throat> so now we're going to go back to this report, a quick look, look at South Africa may provide a glimpse of our future, Oh, and I really do think this, because the thing is, is that if, if they had their way, South Africa and much of Africa is the exact way they would bring this to America. Because why do I say that? Because every place I see, and I don't even have like a TV, I just have my, my computer, okay? But so much of what I see, clips I watch, things of this nature, the demonization of the white race and white men in particular and white men, white conservative males that are Christians, I mean, it is just, it is off the scale. If any other demographic were being doggedly uh, demonized like this, I would come to their their aid and their rescue as well. But it just so happens to be that particular demographic. Many white South Africans have warned me about the open war on whites in South Africa and how this is beginning to happen in America. The present this is unbelievable. What I'm going to be getting into this is going to blow your mind. It's this bad. The president of South Africa made. In March of 2017, okay, so not even a year ago, a shocking suggestion which left many white landowners fearing that they may face a race war in the near future. In a speech, Jacob Zuma announced that he wanted the government to begin confiscating white-owned lands before redistributing them back to black South Africans. Because I'm sure it's the whole thing about La Raza. And, and the whole uh, El Conquista movement of the illegal aliens where they've been told, the gringo stole your land, you know, that type of stuff, okay? And that's what they're believing. And they're, they hate white people with a passion. And they come here and they're like, no, you need to die, white person, because you stole our land and we're coming back to take it. And we don't really care what happens to you. We want you to die. And when things go hot, when martial law is declared, we're going to come in and we're going to take not only your land, we're going to take your life and all your possessions. But this is why the George Soros's of the world are trying to whip up all the races and particularly whip up the races against whites. The the Latin Americans and the people from Mexico and these, they're, they're um, constantly being bombarded that white people are evil and that they need to die it's the same with the black races it's all perpetuated on hollywood and, and on the commercials i mean everywhere you turn it's the white people are either stupid they're they're evil the ones that are always the most wicked maniacal manipulating in any movie you basically watch uh and particularly anymore and particularly um as more and more things are released it's increasingly becoming that way that the, the face of the white man is the face of all evil on the planet and he must die. And who knows what they're doing on a subliminal level, okay? With the audio and with, you know, like subliminals, inserted frames inserted into movies and things of this nature. Who knows how they may be doing it over the radio waves and things of this nature. Who knows? So this is what's going on here. I mean, this guy, he's the president of South Africa. He said that he wanted the government to begin confiscating white-owned lands. 
Can you imagine if it was the opposite? And he says he wants the government to begin confiscating black-owned lands and giving them back to the whites. Can you imagine all of the all of the the people in 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 Hollywood and in the world that would just be going out of their minds, insane, in epileptic fits, frothing at the mouth? But because it's the opposite, nobody says a word, or very few. Nobody in Hollywood, for sure. Nobody in the mainstream media, no. Because, well, that's politically correct. The demonization of the white people, and of, of white males in particular, that's politically correct. That's okay. No, that's righteous, actually. They, they, should, they should be killed, and we should confiscate their land, and, and, and we should give it back to them, even though they did nothing to earn that at all. Just give something that never was theirs back to them. You know, you know, God is the one that owns the earth. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and they that dwell therein. That's what the Bible says. At the Tower of Babel, God separated the races, okay? He confounded their languages and there was basically three different main tribes and if you if you go back to Ham, Shem, and Japheth and I understand it progressed a little bit further than that but they were still... I mean, it was still close enough to um, Noah and his sons where those, I believe, groups kind of were together more so. And the people of the Japheth tribe, which are kind of like the modern-day Caucasians of today, immigrated more into the European areas, up into those areas from, um, from where the Tower of Babel was, okay, in Europe, uh, probably up, uh, obviously up into like Russia to a certain extent, and then and then um, above Africa into those areas. And then you had Shem, which, which located, which are like Jews and the Orientals and these types of people and the modern day people in the Middle East. They immigrated more into the Orient, more into the Middle East, um, and those areas, okay? And the people of the Hamites relocated into Africa, okay? Those were the dark-skinned races, and they, they relocated into Africa. But just because they relocated, does that mean is Africa, they own that? We don't, none of us own nothing. I don't own anything, if you think about it. Everything's God's. So this whole thing about this was our land and you stole it from our... None of us own anything. When you die, do you own anything? You don't even own your soul. That's, that's God's business. So anything that he's given you steward of now, just be thankful that he's given you stewardship of it and try to be a good steward of whatever he's given you. I'm not, I'm not yelling at my listeners. I'm just saying this to prove a point on what we're talking about here, about this whole redistribution of either lands or wealth or whatever. It's basically the basis, basis for communism, which always fails every single time. Political and racial tensions in post-apartheid South Africa have become so great that the minority white population is now at risk of being murdered on a mass scale, says civil defense expert Simon Roche. Dr. Greg Stanton, founder of human rights group's Genocide Watch, who accurately depicted the Rwanda genocide in 1994, warned that the increased killings of white farmers in South Africa are, are being carried out for the sole purpose of extermination. I mean, they are mass killing white farmers. 
Is that like the stupidest thing you could possibly do? You're killing the guys that are growing your food? Why? Because they're growing your food? No, because they're rich white white farmers that have... I don't even think these guys are probably rich at this point. I, I doubt it. There's not a lot of farmers that are just rolling in the dough and driving around Rolls Royces and, you know, whatever. You don't see that too much. I grew up on a farm. I kind of know a little bit about it. Very simple people. Typically very good people. Hardworking, you know... I mean, man, I grew up on a, on a farm and it was all whites. Oh, my word. I'm the source of all evil. Oh, I should just kill myself right now. Look at my basis in life. It's horrible. Oh, I'm so wicked. Anyway, um, I mean, they're killing these people. I, I, I remember not too long ago, and I think I got into this. It was, I know, it was probably a couple years ago. And somebody that had went over to South Africa a white, I don't know, it was a white guy or somebody. I don't know if he took his family or not. And they, I think they went over there for like a wedding or something. And oh yeah, it was one of the missionaries I know. It might have been less Serbi. And like, got to the guy's house, and I don't know if the guy was a farmer or whatever, but I, I'm pretty sure he did not live in the city, which you don't want to do. He lived more out in the country. And even out where he lived. He had to literally have, it was like a, like a prison compound they had to live in. Barbed wire, fences, all kind of security systems and cameras, all kind of guns to protect yourself because you never knew when you were going to get broken by these, I don't know if they are like these roving black gangs or whatever that go and arbitrarily will target like white people particularly ones that have any kind of money and kill them and their family and either take them high and they always end up raping the women you know could you imagine if there were groups of gro of roving white guys doing the opposite to black people in this i mean i'm just saying let's what's fair is fair why can't we use the reverse analogy oh no that's not politically correct that would never happen well can you imagine though if it did can you imagine the outrage and, 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 the, and the, the, the flailing and the frothing of all the, the news media outlets worldwide? They would send every news broadcaster in the world to cover that. As long as they can demonize white people. So see, there's not a lot of ways to demonize a lot of the white people and to a certain extent because that typically does not, that typical behavior does typically not happen within white societies i'm sorry but it, it doesn't you don't normally see roving gangs of white people going in and and killing a whole bunch of black people and raping their women i'm sorry it doesn't happen hardly ever there's a lot of statistics that are absolutely 100 percent buried and ignored regarding these types of things and i'm not even going to get into that i'm not even going to get into that right now i've got a gigantic document on this it's all documented it's governmental statistics that they do not want you to see about this and i'm not saying the white race is some puritanical whatever okay i'm not but it's just what they suppress it's the hypocrisy of the whole thing is what i'm trying to point out here okay it's the double standards it's the unfair way that this subject is judged is what i'm talking about here um going back to this oh anyway they went over there and it was like, I mean, it was like you had to live in your own prison 
in this particular case. I mean, you had to have guns wherever you, I mean, it was, and then now they're going to try to take away the guns. And if they can get the guns from the whites there, it's game over. Because gun confiscation is always the, the precursor to eradication of, of a particular sect of people. It was with Hitler. Well, it was with Mao Zedong. Um, you name it, you name any mass genocide in the last hundred years where guns were available and, and the populace had them, they always had to confiscate the guns before the mass genocide could happen. Every single time. I've went over those stats before. Okay, so that'll be the next thing that they're going to try to do over there for sure. Um, let's go further. So I'm just going to back up one sentence, sentence from where I left off. Dr. Greg Stanton, founder of human rights group Genocide Watch, who accurately predicted the Rwanda genocide in 1994, warned that the increased killings of white farmers in South Africa are being carried out for the sole purpose of extermination uh, and seems to be directed by government elements. So the government is behind it. Just like the government's behind all of these things that are going on, on in this country now. Whether it be the demonization of the white race or whether it be energy-directed lasers just vaporizing houses and all of its occupants in the cars in the driveway and leaving the 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 um the trees around it just totally fine i think they're doing it on purpose i think they're purposely not vaporizing the trees just to get put it so far in our face to see how much we'll actually put up with and not question i really think they're leaving the, the trees alone on purpose for that reason i really do and then i really think they're doing it too where they like leave a house maybe that maybe who knows maybe that's a christian house and maybe they can't touch that house. That's what I, you know, also believe. But maybe they're doing, to a certain extent, they're leaving one or two. Maybe that one's on the New World Order. Maybe they're working with them or whatever. And they're like, no, 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 leave that house alone. Or maybe it's a Christian. But I think that's being done to a certain extent just to make it look even more flagrant. To see how much we'll put up with and not question. Um, let's see here so this is uh roche noted in other words our south african government is at least tacitly complicit in these astronomical crime rates he said state-sponsored genocide one arm's length removed uh man i'm telling you i really think that if hillary hillary would have got into office we would see we would just be inching ever more closely to what we're looking at right here not to say it's not bad now but I'm saying I think it would be way worse if Hillary got in office. Um, if you do not think that this could not happen in America, you are not paying attention to George Soros' Black Lives Matter. The creation of Obama's civilian army and prejudicial handling of immigrant requests from people who are white, meaning people that are actually white, law-abiding people that want to come here, they're totally discriminated against. Christians from third world countries that want to come here fleeing all of the muslim persecution that desperately need out of there no 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 no. we're not going to take them we're going to take the most radical evil devil muslims we can get in here and i've went over this before in many other teachings and we're going to make let the borders be as open as possible under obama not to say they're not still coming over but it has it has um calmed down some obviously because when trump got into office but we want the most radical, evil, wicked elements coming into this country because when, you know, obviously that's going to defile the country, it's going to destabilize the country, it's going to take away our resources, and then when things go hot, you're going to have a lot of these slime bag devils already on our soil, and they're not going to have any problem with, you know, killing, stealing, whatever, in order to, you know, uh, survive. So that's why they want to bring them in. Let's go further here. Um, 
racism goes much deeper concerning what is happening in South Africa and then realize the same kinds of racist dialogue which can often be a prelude to genocide or appearing in America. This is racism against white people which white people are never supposed to ever even mention because that doesn't exist, right? Can't be racist against a white person. I mean, they're the source of all evil anyway. How could you be racist against them? For three years, South African residents have been warning me that this is happening in South Africa, that what is happening in South Africa is coming here. I mean, they would kind of know because they're in the middle of it. Here's an excerpt of an email I received on this topic from a resident of South Africa. I don't think it's just going to be, though, there's not enough, you have to understand, the black percentage of blacks in South Africa, the difference is, is it's a much higher percentage of blacks down there. So they've already got an army of black people that evidently have been conditioned to absolutely hate and detest and want to kill white people. Okay. Um, here, you don't have that same percentage of black people. You don't have black people being majority, so they'd have a hard time pulling off. Yes, but if they recruit all the illegal aliens that are already on our soil that, that would hate our guts. And I'm not saying all illegal aliens hate our guts, but the ones that are here that do hate our guts, the ones that believe in the whole La Raza, the race thing, and the El Conquista, you you gringo, you stole our land, we're going to take it back, we're going to kill you and your children, we're going to steal everything. Okay, them, all the Muslims that have been brought over here, pre-positioned, that have snuck it over the border, that Obama brought in, that have been pouring in here, that already have their own little tear enclaves that I've that have got. Then you've got them working in conjunction with the Russian and the Chinese troops that are here, and all the other foreign troops that are already pre-positioned on our soil, either working out in society and or moving back and forth to their underground bases. They're working out in society in order to blend in, in order to see what our habits are, in order to you know, learn our ways and to learn how to talk like we talk so that they can blend in. They're like stealth, okay? And then when the UN troops come in, then combining with them, that's, it would be more of a group effort, I believe, on American soil. Just wouldn't be, wouldn't just be blacks going after the whites here, okay? I think it's going to be a much more concerted effort because they just don't have the numbers of blacks that South Africa has percentage-wise where they could pull this exact same scenario off. But if you combine all the other races, that's a whole other story, okay? And remember, a race war, a civil war, is one of the main uh, cards that they want to play to try to usher in the New World Order and to destabilize America and ultimately ruin it, and then they destabilize the currency, and then maybe we have a pandemic, that type of thing, in order to just basically get us into the New World Order. That's what I would think is on Satan's playbook regarding all of this. I'm not saying that to discourage you. I'm saying it the way Satan would be looking at this. So, okay, going further here. Uh, let's see here. Okay, so for three years, uh, back up a sentence. For three years, South African residents have been warning me that this is happening and South Africa is coming here. Here's an excerpt of an email I received on this topic from a resident of South Africa. Hello, Dave. Um, this is from Dave Hodges, this report. I listen to your show frequently as you talk about the dictatorial policies of governments that embrace Agenda 21. I wanted you to know how bad it is here in South Africa. Our government and our political parties are more authoritarian than they are in China or in Stalinist Russia. Okay, that's his opinion. I don't know, you know, that's... He's in the middle of something really, really bad, but he's also saying... I've walked in their shoes and I know it's worse. You really can't do that, okay? Because Stalinist Russia was, I mean, that guy killed more than anybody. I mean, he killed, he killed more than Hitler. He killed more of his people, his own people, and liked it. 
at least Hitler was halfway loyal to his own people. The whole Aryan fifth root race thing. The ones that, you know, passed all the racial profiling and stuff. <laughs> Stalin didn't care. He'd just kill his own people and think it's wonderful. You know? Our third largest political party is openly Marxist. And the national song, here's the national song, is Kill the Farmer. And again, how incredibly asininely stupid could you be you would think they'd say enslave the farmers make them keep growing food for us at least we'll still be able to eat no 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 kill the farmer so we'll be all be in total utter utter starvation evidently and we'll we'll be dependent totally upon the government to bring us food why do they want to enslave themselves why do they want to kill their source of food it makes no, I mean, it, this is so weird. It makes no sense whatsoever. This is what our current president sings at his political rallies. Kill the, this is the same guy that I said made that quote. This is, this president, I mean, this, you talk about a vessel of Satan on two legs. I mean, this, this guy, you know, <laughs> all I can say is they need a regime change and they needed it yesterday. Our second party, largest party, is the Socialist Party. Well, hey, you know, Marxist Party's third Socialist Party. Man, they're moving in a good direction. Here's another email I received from South Africa on their Agenda 21 land policies. <coughs> Sorry about that. <clears throat> okay, so on their Agenda 21 land policies and wealthy distribution, redistribution policies. Dear Dave, uh... <clears throat> thanks for the work that you're doing to help save the average person. Could you pay a little more attention to the genocide against white... Could you pay a little more attention to the genocide against white people that is beginning to happen in South Africa? And I think, honestly, it's it's also, too, a, a beta test for them. They're seeing what works to whip up the masses in South Africa to demonize the white race and, and, and to basically paint them as the source of all evil on the planet. Okay. Um, the same thing's happening in Europe, if you think about it. They, they're bringing all these these devil Muslims from the pit of hell into Europe, and you know they're raping and killing and doing all the stuff. They're getting all of these. Basically, they're just allowed to do it. They're just basically, oh, it's part of their culture. Just let them rape your daughters and your wife, and let them kill you and, and cut your throat, and just be a good little white slave and don't say anything. And if you do, if you post anything on Twitter about it, we're going to send police to your house and we're going to take you to jail. And at bare minimum, we're going to question you, put the fear of God in you, so that you'll just shut your mouth more. You let the Muslims do whatever they want to do. What is that targeting? It's it's targeting the white population of Europe. That's, that's the area that, that it just seems that Satan is just keen in and targeting the whites wherever they exist on planet Earth. Whether it's South Africa, whether it's Europe, whether it's the United States or Canada. All of these things are being done to them on a mass scale in order to beat us into submission, in order to get us to capitulate, give up our rights, in order to basically get us to go along with whatever the agenda is put before us because if we don't we'll we won't be politically correct anymore and we'll be viewed as racist it's always some browbeating garbage from satan or whatever i'm sick of it i mean i am done with this so let's go forward here um uh let's see here could you put, okay we have had thousands of our farmers murdered thousands murdered and raped and i'm, I'm hopefully it's their I mean, not hopefully, what am I saying? Uh, um, murdered and raped, meaning I'm assuming they're raping the women. 
I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't know. We've had thousands of farmers murdered and raped, and thousands of commercial farms have been given to previously disadvantaged people. And 98% of those farms no longer produce anything. So they're giving them to the blacks, and what are the blacks doing with the farms in turn? They're producing nothing. They're doing nothing with it. They, they probably don't even know how to farm. I mean, farming isn't just something you in, organically know how to do. You know, it takes, you know, skill to be able to farm. I mean, it's it's something you got to know when to plant. You got to know, you know, what seeds to use. You not got to know how to rotate crops. You got to know how, you know, if you need irrigation. There's a lot of stuff that goes into farming, okay? I wouldn't know how to do it just instinctively. So they're, they're turning these, these lands over, and what's happening? Well, then the lands just go to nothing. They don't produce anything. Increasingly, our food is controlled by government-friendly corporations that are not white-owned. Oh, imagine that. Our roads are in a state of disrepair, and 1.3 million people pay 85% of all taxes, of which they receive no benefit. So the, so the 1.3 million that, are actually, that do have jobs still, the farmers and whoever else has jobs that are actually making money have to have to pay 85% of all the taxes for all the other deadbeat population that isn't doing anything, essentially. I'm not saying they're all deadbeats, but come on. They pay 85% of the taxes, which they receive no benefit from. It's just unfair is the point I'm trying to make. In this response to this email, I would point out that America has only 92 million full-time working employees. We presently have about 102 million working-age Americans who do not work full-time. 50 million are on food stamps, <clears throat> which is, you know, a ton. That is one in six people in the country. Who is paying the taxes for all these former Obama phone recipients who garner about $75,000 per year in governmental benefits while being supported on working people's tax dollars. On this point, we have already already surpassed South Africa. An Oprah, an Oprah Winfrey, Winfrey presidency is as dangerous as a Hillary Clinton presidency. Oprah is now being touted as the possible 2020 candidate for the Democratic Party. Forgetting for a moment that she absolutely does not have any political experience, she has shown her true colors. She was an ally of David Rockefeller and his depopulation policies toward the people of Africa. She is presently an ally of Bill and Melinda Gates, along with many other globalists. In this video, and again, I'm not promoting Alex Jones, okay? Because there's a lot of stuff he won't even cover. I I'm very, very suspect on him. But some of the stuff that he does cover, he does nail is the point I'm trying to make here, okay? This is a particular report he did, and he pretty much nails it, okay? And I couldn't really find anybody else who did a better job on this particular thing. Uh, she was an ally of David Rockefeller. Okay, she's presently an ally of B Bill and Melinda Gates. In the following video, Alex Jones makes it clear that Oprah embraces policies of genocide when she when it is convenient. She is a Ted Turner wannabe who wishes to reduce population of the planet by 90%. Now, I'm way over time, so I'm going to go ahead and end part two here, and we'll pick this video up in part three. So God bless you, and we will see you in part three.